So I will not be before you real long this morning. As y'all know, I'm not long-winded. But um, God gave me this word. And, of course, anybody that knows that when you get ready to get up here and God gives you a word, everything breaks out in your life for the whole week. But it's okay because he is with you. He is with you, so it is okay. So are you rooted in Christ? I'm sure every Christian has heard the question or phrase before, rooted in Christ, firm in Christ, standing in Christ. But what do these words really mean? What exactly are you doing if you are rooted in Christ? Let's begin by defining the word root. A root is a part of a plant which attaches itself to the ground or to a support, typically underground, conveying water and nourishment to the rest of the plant. Another definition is root is the basic cause or source of something. Now, considering this, we can say that to be rooted in Christ is to be attached to him. I'm going to say that one more time. To be rooted in Christ is to be attached to him, drawing our nourishment our strength, our wisdom, and our victory from him as our source and as our origin. I recently got a new plant. Um, that's what I asked for for Mother's Day. If anybody knows me, I like plants. That, they're my thing. <laughs> and so um, I, I got this new plant, and I already had a big pot. But the plant that was in the pot was no longer growing. It was looking droopy. It was all bent over. It was no longer standing upright. Y'all catch that. It was no longer standing upright. And it didn't no longer look like the image that it was in the beginning. So when I went to transport plant, my new plant, look down in it and the first thing that I noticed was that the top soil was hard top soil was hard okay so I get to digging because understanding I got to pull the old plant out to transplant to put the new plant in but as I'm digging the other soil is still good it's still damp it's still top soil hard Bottom soil, still nourished. So I'm like, mm. And when I pulled it out, the roots were still there on the old plant. Even though it was drooping, even though it was no longer looking like the image that looked like in the beginning, the roots were still there. The roots were still strong. So I said, hmm, okay. Still pulled it out, still took the new plant and put it inside of the nourished soil. 
and now I got this beautiful plant. And my reason for saying that is Genesis 1 and 27 says that we are created in his likeness and in his image. And there may be a time in our life where our surface has gotten hardened, but we still carry his spirit. The Holy Spirit is within us. Romans 8 and 9 says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Christ Jesus is our origin. So to be rooted in him, we must first acknowledge and recognize him as our source, as our beginning. If we can be rooted in Christ, we can experience the fullness of Christ's love and we'll have the foundation we need to weather all life storms. When we look at John 14 and 20, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. I am in you. So see, that's why the dirt in the plant still had the moisture, see, because the Holy Spirit, regardless if we've had things in life that has hardened our heart, that Holy Spirit that we carry inside of us still nourishes them roots. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As Christians, we are in Christ and Christ is in us. Do you understand what that means? This means that God is always with us, that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. Philippians 4 and 13, that we are victors and not victims. I'm going to say that again. We are victors and not victims. And we have to walk as victors. Yes, we go through things in life. And yes, there are times when the pain and the suffering hurts. Seems to, the pain seems more than what we can bear. Where we feel offended. Or even times when we feel that we're right. And that co-worker's wrong. Or the family member's wrong. And we let that harden our topsoil. We have to keep the Holy Spirit in us. So our roots are still getting the nourishment that they need. We can't stop praying. We can't stop seeking God's face. We can't stop worshiping. We can't stop going to the source of our root nourishment. Or our roots will dry out and wither away. As that's what happens when we consider ourselves the victim. Our roots tend to wither away. But... We are victors. So no matter what it is, that we, we have to remember who our daddy is. I tell people all the time, oh, you don't know who my daddy is. You better ask somebody who my daddy is. He don't play about me. He don't play about me. I have a father in heaven, my daddy, that watches over me, walks with me at all times. So I have to worry about these things that want to harden my topsoil because I'm rooted in him. Some of us 
there is one truth and all truth is only found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our faith in him must be firmly rooted and grounded. We must be 100% convinced about who we are in Christ and what the word means to us. People today are in search of the truth, looking for it everywhere, except for in the one place where it is, and that is in Christ. I don't know if y'all have noticed, but these young kids today, you would think they all came from the show me state because they are show me. You can't tell them nothing. They are show me. Show me. So you have to show them that the truth is in Christ and not in the world. The truth can always be found in Christ. Many are unprepared for the serious endeavors into the things of God. The things that we need to get the nourishment for our roots. Our roots have to be deep in God. Today, we want instant gratification rather than waiting on God's timing. Want it now, want it now, want it now. Just like the microwave, put it in, it's done. Two minutes, it's done. But that ain't God's realm. That is not God. God has his timing. He already planned it out before your birth. He knows when, what his time is going to be. Some of us may have the question, if we are in Christ, once we become saved, doesn't that mean that we're automatically rooted in Christ? Not exactly. Let's look at the scripture, Jeremiah 17, 7 through 7. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Y'all understand that? Never fails to bear fruit. No matter if the heat comes or drought comes, I'm still green. I'm still sprouting. My fruit is good. It is good. See, that verse says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. So being rooted in Christ is more than just simply being saved. I'm saved. Anybody can say they're saved, but what about your roots? Do you got roots? Those roots. When you are rooted in Christ, you trust Jesus. As the scripture says, you will not fear when the heat, the trials, and the tribulations come. You will not have no worries in the year of drought. The word also says you will never fear, fail to bear fruit. You will all need to take the time to ask yourselves, what is my spiritual plan? Have you asked yourself, what is your spiritual plan? Do you have one? 
do you have a clear vision of where you're headed spiritually? Do you know where you want to be and how you're going to get there? Because understand, when temptation is fierce, the shallow believer is bought down. And when trials are overwhelming, the weak crumble and find themselves back in the world. Tried it, been there, done that. I don't know about y'all, but I've been there, done that, tried it. Look where I am, running. I ran right back to the world. But God, but God, the, the, the word talks about the 99 and that one sheep. And our apostle came for the one sheep. She came for me. She said, okay, just checking on you. You still out there? Yeah, I'm still out there. Okay. All right. I'm still praying for you. But look what. It turned me back around. Jesus turned me back around. God turned me back around because I didn't even feel like I fit in. I didn't fit in no more. I'm feeling all weird, looking around. I'm just being honest. I'm, I'm telling you the truth. I, I, I kept running from the things of God. My roots, I had them. The soil, the Holy Spirit was still watering them, but my topsoil was hard. Because of the things in life. So I ran. I promise you I ran. And I thought I was just doing everything. And no matter what I did, I didn't fit in. I'm seeing demons flying. I'm like, well, I don't want to see that. Why are you showing me this in the middle of this? I'm doing this. He said, no, you're my daughter. You're my daughter. You belong to me. And I will not let you go. You've left that darkness behind. Leave it there and walk in me. That's the kind of God we serve. That's the kind of God we serve. We don't serve a weak God. He ain't no punk. He is a powerful God with all power in his hand. Our God is able to do anything. So, I also want you to think about, do you know how to achieve the spiritual stamina that is required to produce good fruit, to stay rooted in God? You see them boxes, they be, you better be ready. You got to have your stamina. It got to be up. You can't be weak. You can't be in battles that you have no business helping in because then when your battle comes, you're weak. You're weak because you've been over here battling. They battle and your kids battle, your grandkids battle, and everybody else's battle. And now when, you're, when your time to come, you're weak. And he's hitting you. Boom, boom. Know what you know belongs to you and what does not. Because our kids pull our heartstrings. I don't know about y'all, but mine pull my heartstrings. And I'm over here battling with so-and-so's mama and the kids and everybody else. And now I'm tired. I'm tired. But I got my own stuff that God requires of me. So then I got to get back in my closet and pray and say, God, I'm sorry. And he said, I told you you wouldn't puppy over there anyway. Stop trying to be their God. 
You are not their God. I am. That's what he says to me. He lets me know. I take on things that don't belong to me. And I know I ain't by myself. We all do. But we got to know to know what belongs to us and what does not. Because we got to be ready for our own battle. We need that spiritual stamina to produce the fruit that God wants us to use to disciple others. It ain't just about we want it to be because we love them, but it ain't. Our mission is totally different than that battle over here that our kids are in because they're going to keep on battling. I say it all the time to my children. Y'all going to be battling. Y'all going to be doing what y'all want to do. I'm going to be upset, blood pressure high, sugar high, and I'm going to be in the ground, and y'all still going to be up here partying, passing the blood, and I'm in the ground. No, no. That's over. There are boundaries. And you, I will not. God reminds me when they start stepping over that boundary. Nope. Back, Satan, in Jesus' name. Because God said these are the boundaries. And I will not let you cross them. Because you're delaying what God has for me. I'm just talking about what he's talking about, guys. Some Christians are saved, but they are not drawing nourishment from Christ. There are Christians out there who believe that God is their provider, but then they go out and take loans and know that they can't pay that loan back and sink themselves further into debt. This is not Christ-like. When you are rooted in Christ, you not only believe that God is your provider, but you trust that God, Jehovah Jireh, will provide for you. We are saved by grace. This means that we are covered under the blood of Jesus Christ. We are qualified for all the blessings and the outpouring of favor that Jesus Christ died to give us on the cross. We deserve nothing but God's grace once we are rooted and grounded in Christ. We're getting all the nourishment. We're getting the wisdom. We're getting the, the guidance from Jesus, we can receive everything that we ask for and more. You may be asking yourself, well, what happens if you're not rooted in Christ? If we look at Matthew 13 and 6, but the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. When we are not rooted in Christ, we will not last long in the world. The word says not only will you be scorched, but you will wither as soon as the sun comes up. We know the sun coming up is the reference to trouble or trials in our life. I'm sure you know a Christian who has disappeared from church when times got tough. Instead of hunkering down in the word, they ran off to find a solution in every other place and person but Christ. You will not find peace in, or the solution in the world. Christ 
is our solution. Not a self-help book, not therapy with a therapist, group therapy, not stress relief pills. When you are rooted in Christ, you have the solution. You have the solution needed to face every problem, every problem. He hears your voice. He knows what, he knows what you're going to go through. But man will tell us, here, take some Prozac. Here, take this pill to calm your nerves. Here, take this pain pill because your leg hurt. Next thing you know, you're, 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 you're stuck on them. You can't get off of them. Here, I want to get you off here when someone give you these Suboxone strips. Now you're hooked to the strips. I'm talking about what I'm talking about because this is what's going on in the world today. And it's legal. That's the thing. So we think we're doing the great thing. Not realize God is standing back saying, hey, I'm right here. I am the solution. I got you in my hands. Turn to me. Put the pills down. Put the liquor down. Put the gummies down. Put the weed down. Put it down and turn to me. Because I'm here. And I love you more than the world could ever love you. Because the world ain't going to do nothing but chew you up and spit you out. And Satan's sitting back laughing. The Bible says that he walks around like a lion waiting. He knows what he's doing. I am very careful when I go to the doctor. No. Bella Taylor was in the hospital in major pain. But after that second day, I was like, no, no. Stop your pain medicine. Because I ain't having that. I'm not leaving here addicted to nothing. Nothing. So you can turn that off. Turn it off. You got to know they trap because they'll get you. You'll leave there wanting, stomach hurting because you ain't got it. No, thank you. No, thank you. The enemy is using the world, the hospitals, doctors to come against us. I won't even see it. Don't even see it. So I want Jesus clearly states that in John 15 and 5, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. So we can't do anything without God. There's nothing we can do without the Lord. Jesus clearly states that he is the vine. Christ is our source of spiritual nourishment. But notice how Jesus says in this verse, if you remain in me. That means that some believers may drift away from the Lord. Some Christians do not remain in Christ. And even worse, some aren't even aware that they've fallen away. They don't even know it. Less and less coming to church, less and less being in Bible study, less and less in their word. Then you're fully in the world. You've let yourself go fully back to the world. And you didn't even notice it till you look up and you're in big trouble. This happens every day. Every day. Let's look at the second half of that verse. 
apart from me, you can do nothing. This means you will not find prosperity, love, peace, good health, nothing that is good if you do not remain in Christ. We have to stay rooted. There is no other way. There's no other way but to stay rooted in Christ, to keep in the middle of his heart. Let your roots grow through him. Let the Holy Spirit dwell in you. And there are a few things that I called root killers, like pesticides, that you know you might want to look for. Okay, so the first one is faulty expectations. When we sign up, we understand it as we follow Christ and everything will be wonderful. Y'all remember that when you first signed up, you was like, oh yeah, I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. I got everything. Everything's going to be the mountain. There ain't going to be no valleys. Everything's going to be sweet. Ain't no bitterness. Oh yeah, it's going to be all good. And not recognizing that it ain't so. It's going to be plenty of valley time. Going to be plenty of testing. But there are people that be ready to quit and they lose their interest going about their way because of that right there. Not being educated about the real walk. The second is frustrated desire for intimacy. We desire a close relationship with God. We, we wanted a personal relationship, but God still seems to be far away. We think in our minds we are doing something wrong because we ain't hearing his voice. Or we're not a good enough Christian because I ain't hear him yet. I ain't heard nothing. But we have to understand that intimacy with God is developed. It is developed. Like any other relationship that we're in, you know, when you, you get a, a new, you just meet your spouse or you just met so-and-so, you have to, you don't instantly know who they are and they know who you are. It has to be developed. And it's the same thing with Christ. That relationship has to be developed. But there are those that lose focus and set their focus somewhere else because they think that they don't hear Christ or they don't fit in. And then number three is superficial commitment. These are people who come to Christ on the wave of emotion. You know, remember, it's, it's so high, and everybody's dancing around, knocking over chairs. It's going down, and you're in that wave of emotion. You were, they were moved by the emotion and had no idea what they were being moved to. They had no idea. They failed to count the cost because there is a cost in this. And as the wave of emotion goes away, they lose interest. No roots are even started. The roots didn't even get started. And then the fourth is spiritual neglect. There is no such thing as a stagnant Christian. 
we are always either moving forward or moving backwards. The Hebrew passages remind us that mature people are clear about the essentials of the faith and they keep growing. Much of the time neglect moves in after we reach a certain place in God. You gain a certain amount of knowledge and then you figure you can stop learning. You know I know as much as a pastor. I, I know more than she know. I've been, I, I've been doing this forever. So ain't nothing else you could teach me. You just have, you gain a certain amount of knowledge and then figure you can stop learning. This is why so many people finish college and never pick up another book. Never pick up another book. Because they got it all. They learned it all. Or you attain a certain status. You're considered a strong Christian. You've arrived. You know those ones that have arrived. I've arrived. I'm there. There's nothing else I can learn. There's nothing. You arrive and you can go to something else. You have a certain experience speaking in tongues, a vision. You have visions. Oh, you got that warm, fuzzy feeling. Some, or some great victory has happened in your life. In each case, you've reached the mountaintop, and then you feel like you've been there, done that, and lost interest in the process. Lose interest in the process, and you lose ground. And then you're complaining and fussing because you're back at point A when you was already up here almost to Z. But you lost all that ground because you puffed up in who you are and what gifts you got. We have to be careful of those things because we always should always be moving forward. There's a stairway that we should be climbing to get closer and closer to Christ. Nobody's perfect but Jesus. Nobody. You make mistakes. You sin. There's something that you do. I don't care what it was. If it was a bad thought, a little lie, you do something. Nobody is perfect but Jesus. And we have to be able to acknowledge that. I messed up. I'm sorry. Because if you don't, you're losing ground. You're losing ground. So we have to be careful of that puffed up spirit. These things are all root killers. Spiritual pesticides. Keep that in the back of your mind. Spiritual pesticides. That stunt the growth of your roots. Oh, but God. Oh, but God and his word. His word is a root grower. It is a nourisher. It is a victor. It is healing. It is wisdom. He has it all. His word has it all. We have to trust and know that we know that we know that he is God. We have to know that our roots are grounded in him. No longer looking to the left, the right, the far. You got to know that you know that he is God. And God alone, all by himself, he don't need your help. 
in humility. The Bible says we must be humble. Have that humble spirit and walk in it. So as you go through this week, I just want you in your quiet time, examine your roots. Look at your roots. What do they consist of? What do your roots consist of? Check to see if you're bearing fruit. Is it good fruit? How are you seeing your fruit? Or do you see any fruit at all? Does your tree got fruit? These are things that you got to ask yourself in your time between you and God. Because that's between you and God. When I get in front of God, he sure ain't going to ask me what you was doing, what you was doing. What he going to ask me about me. What did I do? He didn't even go ask me what my husband was doing. He going to say, well, what was your spouse? No, he's going to say, Lachelle DeMille Brown, where is your fruit? What were you doing to serve me? We have to uh, be accountable for me, I. So in that time, look at your spiritual life as a whole. Tighten up those places that need to be tightened up because we all need some spiritual maintenance. Everybody needs spiritual maintenance. And just be consistent in your maintenance. Be consistent in your maintenance. And if you do those things, God will be sure to make sure that he nourishes your fruit and that you walk in his favor, you walk in his love, you walk in his healing. He will be sure to be there walking with you no matter what it is. So stand tall. Don't be a victim. I'm sorry, y'all, but I can't take a victim. It bothers me. All this, all that. Steady, leaning, leaning, leaning. Don't look at the things of God and how no matter what is trying to push me to lean on, uh, my God says this, my God says that. His word says this. He says that he will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory. That's what he says. And we got to stand in that. So I just ask that, you know, like I said, when you're in your time with God, look at your fruit. Because he had me looking at mine. I'm like, whoa, Okay. Because there's some dry places that needed some nourishment. But if, I don't, if you don't look, how do you know? Enemy's telling you to go on through the day. You're just walking like a zombie. Ain't really paying attention to God and the things of God. So it's just very important as I close today that know your roots. Maintenance them. Do what it is that you need to do to have a closer relationship with God to get the nourishment that you need to keep your roots supplied, to keep the Holy Spirit inside of you. So, as I close, our Father and our God, God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for our roots. We thank you that you supply the nourishment that we need. God, we thank you for being our beginning. We thank you that we were born in your image, God. We thank you, Father. Father, we need you. Keep your hand over us. Father God, there is nobody like you. 
and we just continue to love on you as you love on us. Father, we thank you for all that you are. Father, there is no one like you, and I thank you, God. If there is anyone who needs a church home, we are here, New Beginnings Discipleship Ministry. We offer you a family. We're a family church. We love on one another, and we love you right where you're at. If there's anyone that does not know Christ as their Lord and Savior, we offer him to you today. Father God, I just ask that you just will keep your hand on all those that are in need. All, each and every one of us, God. I thank you, Lord. I praise you. And it's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen and amen.